Welcome to the Locala Podcast. This is episode seven. So I moved 51 times prior to settling in Marion County about 21 years ago. Um, And as you can imagine, that involves changing schools frequently. Yeah. Um, If I were enrolled in school, there were times that I was not enrolled in school. Welcome to the Locala Podcast. I'm Lisa Anderson, your host and publisher of Locala Magazine. I am super excited because we have someone here on the couch that has been in the magazine before, but she has gone in an entirely different direction from what we interviewed her back in March of 2022. I'll introduce you to her in just a moment, but first I want to thank our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Your Place Mortgage and Title, your everything agency. Visit them at www.yourplaceocala.com to learn more. Everybody, I would like you to welcome Susan Damien. She is the nurse practitioner and owner, and I'm going to make sure I get it correct, (laughs) take my notes out here, of Marion Direct Primary Care Medical Services. Is that correct? Marion Direct Primary Care. Marion Direct Primary Care. All right, and she is set to open here in September towards the end of the month. We're recording this in September. I think it's going to come out in October, so you should already be open by the time this comes out. I'm so excited. So welcome back to Locala, Susan. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so Susan, you were in our March 2022 issue in our department called The Choose Letter because you and your husband owned... um, ta- oh gosh, I just blanked Off on duty the name. Off duty tavern. I knew it was tavern something. <laughs> Off duty tavern, which you recently sold because you wanted to get back to the roots of being a nurse practitioner and what oh, you yes. love best. Yeah, absolutely. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so okay, let's um, talk about your business first um, because I want to learn more about what you're going to be providing. What exactly is direct primary care? All of that stuff. So tell me what your business is. I'm a nurse practitioner, and I office I offer primary care services to the community on a cash-based monthly membership model. And with that, you have direct access to me. Um, My membership membership panel will have um, the ability to text me, to call me, to send me pictures of a rash or pictures of a cut if they think they need stitches. Um, And I will respond as promptly as I can and let them know, yes, that requires an office visit or we can take care of it in telemedicine or... Let's um, let's just take care of this over the phone. Yeah. You know, it's something you can use an over-the-counter treatment for. So it's kind of nice because um, I personally use direct primary care, so I'm super excited you're opening one up. And um, it's more along the line, especially for someone like me that has a small business, um, I'm able to offer that type of thing to my employees as well because monthly fees are so much more affordable than insurance sometimes so but you also take people who are insured they just pay on a cash basis and it's basically they get their primary services through you and then um do you offer like discounts for people when they go to other um like if they have to go get s x-rays or something do 
do you have that bartered with the other people so they get discounts? Yes, that's a great question. So the whole point of direct primary care is to make primary care services, your wellness visits, your annual exams, those labs that you need every year, um, those checkups affordable and accessible so that people aren't waiting weeks to get in to see their primary care provider. People don't have to go to urgent care um, services. They can get it done at their primary care. And the monthly membership is very affordable. Um, for most people, it's the cost of an energy drink or a, a caffeinated beverage a day, mm-hmm. um, or or even less than that, depending on what age group you're in. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's then let's step away from that for a second. Let's talk about your passion. Like let's let's dive into why you became a nurse practitioner because you have a long history of helping people and. Um, like being in the service industry. It's why you guys started your restaurant right. initially because you love servicing people. And your husband, Craig, is also a part of EMS. And I know just before the show started, you told me his title, but my, my memory is about that big. So tell me um, his direct role within the EMS. He is the division chief with Marion County Fire Rescue. Okay. And you were also with Marion County Fire Rescue, right? I was with the um, the ambulance service when it was part of Monroe Hospital. Okay. And then it transitioned to EMSA, EMS uh, Services Alliance. Okay, perfect. So, okay, why? Why did, you, why did you go into this? What is your passion? What do you love about it? I remember being nine years old and learning about my father um, having heart disease. And he was going in for a heart catheterization at that point. And um, I was scared. And for me, it was, how can I get through this scary moment and comfort myself? And that was research. So I dived into, my mom was great and had medical encyclopedias. Um, So I dived into whatever encyclopedia we had in the house to to find out what was going on. And I knew then that I was going to go into a career where I was going to help people. I didn't know exactly which path that would lead me. Um, but I've found that path now. <laughs> yeah. I remember from your March article, um, you telling me about sitting in restaurants where your mom worked too, and, and kind of seeing how that, um, you know, that environment would help people and stuff. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, that part of your inspiration? Well, um, it, it was an easy career for my mom. She was very, social on one aspect Um, and so she did well in the service industry and I liked being the the child that was kind of in the corner in the booth watching her while she worked Um, and that's kind of what sparked the whole restaurant idea for me and so when I met my husband and he had kind of an interest in in owning a restaurant himself it was like well, let's find out what, what it takes and, and let's do this. And we didn't realize that it would be, you know, so many years down the road before we started the restaurant. Um, but we have enjoyed so much. Uh, we've learned so much from owning the restaurant. Um, but it, it required my attention. And um, as much as I loved meeting everyone in the restaurant, I need to be back in nursing. This is where I'm at. And that's what drove me to open Marion Direct Primary Care. And um, I had been in a fee-for-service insurance-based world for so long, having to um, 
kind of abide by insurance regulations. The charting is enormous for a provider. Um, they spend, you know, maybe 75% of their day charting. Um, that's why they're busy looking at their computer or looking at a piece of paper instead of connecting with you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go back into a world where I couldn't connect with patients because, um, you know, people don't realize it, but healthcare is a choice. Yeah. And, it's not fair to wait three or four months to get into a provider and then find out that you don't connect with that provider. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. No, that's very, very true. Very true. Um, you know, I don't know. Most people don't know this about me, but um, I started my career, uh, working career in healthcare as well. Um, in my town, it was a very small town, so you could work at Walmart, a fast food joint, or the nursing homes. So I chose nursing homes. Um, and I remember the nurses, they wanted to spend more time with the patients and they just couldn't cause they were charting like crazy. And I can tell you, I had a very nice, neat signature when I went in and I was just a CNA. And by the time I left, my signature is as sloppy as can be. And then I became a massage therapist and it got even worse. <laughs> well, first of all, let me tell you, there's nothing as no such thing as just a CNA. <laughs> I love our CNAs. They are fantastic. So please don't discount yes, that Yes, no, career. I didn't mean like just, but I meant in, in relation oh, yeah. to the paperwork that's oh, yeah. required, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, there's definitely, definitely hardworking <laughs> CNAs. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it really is about building a relationship with your provider. Some mm -hmm. people don't care about that and, yeah. and that's fine. But what I'm about is building that connection because I care. And I know that when you are relaxed, when you're in an environment where you feel comfortable, you're going to tell me more about yourself. You're going to open up and share your story with me. And that's where I'm going to learn what's going on with you better than any lab test or um, any diagnostic tool that I could use it is your report of what's going on. And if you're in a rushed visit and a typical insurance visit is five to seven minutes, mm -hmm. you're not going to feel like you can open up and, and have that dialogue with me. And so I'm able to offer visits that are 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, or even longer because I am cash based because I don't have the insurance companies saying you have to see a minimum of 30 patients if you want to feed your family this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, um, you know, the insurances can be pretty expensive, um, for the consumer, but the providers also have to fight to get their payment as well. And I've seen that through my years of <laughs> medical stuff too. Um, but I think your visits, you're talking and, you know, spending the time with everybody and stuff. I think that kind of harkens back to your other passion as well, which is, um, mental health with people and, um, spending that time with somebody I think is, is so important because it allows them to feel heard and, you know, opening that up. So talk a little bit more about your passion with mental health and, and what path you've taken on that. My passion for mental health, um, I think originated because my mom suffered with depression, suffered with mental health, illness, uh, mental health diagnosis. And, um, 
she wasn't able to get the treatment that she needed. So she sought other means of coping Mm -hmm. and that included drugs and alcohol. And, um, you know, I just, I saw the struggle that she went through and I saw the struggle as an emergency department nurse, what our patients go through when trying to get local mental health help when they're in time of crisis. I mean, sometimes they're stuck in our emergency department for one or two days, maybe even longer, and they need they need access to a mental health professional then. It's not, you know, their crisis is right now. Um, but I want to, I want to uh, provide an environment where hopefully my members aren't getting to a crisis point. Mm-hmm. That's a difference between, I think, the medical and the nursing model is a holism approach. There's a difference between holistic and holism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not talking about alternative therapies. I'm talking about addressing the person as a whole, um, not just your physical body, but your mental wellness as well. How how are you coping with things in your life, your finances? Um, they're obviously none of my business, but if it's an area of strain for you or maybe your education or your job or your marriage, you know, I want to know what the pinch points are for you mentally, emotionally, and address those for you as well. Yeah, because that stuff comes out physically as well. It does. You know, and that's where, so you aren't necessarily there to give them therapy for their mental health, but you're there to figure out what their mental health might be triggering in their body and to understand their life. It helps you understand what's happening in their body, right. basically, right? Right. Yeah. And then I have a couple of mental health providers that I'm paired with, and I am Beautiful. always open to pairing with more mental health providers who are interested in cash-based services and helping our community get the mental health that they need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, well, you talked a little bit about your mom. And before we dive into that story, I do want to just take a quick moment and once again, thank our sponsor for um, helping us provide this wonderful story that you offer. So let's just take a moment and say thank you to our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Your Place Mortgage and Title, your everything agency. Purchasing a home should be as easy as one, two, three. At Your Place Mortgage and Title, we offer professional realty services through Professional Realty of Ocala, mortgage and commercial loan services, and title services. We pride ourselves on customer service and education. Contact us today to learn how we can make your home buying and selling process a pleasant one. Visit www.yourplaceocala.com to learn more. So, Susan, let's go back and talk a little bit about your childhood because I really think your story is very powerful, especially have being able to, because I know your schooling is a little different too. So what you've accomplished is just amazing, and I think people need to hear this. So if you're willing, do you mind telling us a little bit about that journey? Absolutely. Um, with my mom's struggle, like I mentioned, um, with mental illness, she sought alternate coping mechanisms and that included drugs and alcohol. Um, so that was, that was a barrier to a nurturing environment, but I was able to learn from that environment. Um, with that, some of the, some of the barriers I experienced, um, housing, we, we moved a lot. Um, in fact, I counted 51 homes in 20 years. Wow. Um, yes. So I moved 51 times prior to settling in Marion County about 21 years ago. Yeah. Um, wow. 
And as you can imagine, that involves changing schools frequently. Yeah. Um, if I were enrolled in school, there were times that I was not enrolled in school. Um, and there was a time in ninth grade where I had to stop my education to care for my mom. She was really wrapped up in her drug addiction. And there were many times where she would, um, she was at risk for overdose or would maybe overdose. Uh, so I felt that I needed to be there for her. Um, what so much pressure for a ninth grader, you know, that's just, Oh, what? Yeah. So, okay. So continue (laughs) (laughs) with that. Um, it, you know, I, I, to all those girls out there, um, I, I looked for love, um, in a lot of relationships Mm -hmm. and, um, one of the relationships I ended up becoming pregnant at 15 I found out the day before I turned 16 and for someone who's living in West Tampa at the time um, with my mom, who's a drug addict, that was a frightening, frightening time for me. Frightening anyway, but add all that on top of it. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I credit my son, Caleb, to really just getting me out of that situation because, you know, for me... I didn't have enough love for myself, so it was okay for me to be in that situation, but I was not going to raise a child in that situation, so I did what I could and um, eventually ended up getting my GED at 19 years old, going on to college, and uh, became an EMT. It's amazing. As an EMT, I knew that um, I was starting in the right place. But the um, patient contact was so quick. I, I didn't have enough time to learn about my patients. And yeah. I wanted more from that. I wanted to, to hear their stories. So that's why I went into nursing and became an ER nurse. And then that led to, all right, I'm an investigator. I want to find out what's going on. Yeah. And became a nurse practitioner. Yeah. And, and Any plans to go and be a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do hold my doctor of nursing practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love the nursing model and the way that we interact with patients. I can't see becoming a physician and changing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, your childhood had to play a big part in your decision to do yet another passion of giving of yours, which is um, being a guardian ad litem. So tell me about that journey and, and how that fills your cup, but also the trials of it. Cause that's not an easy job. No, I love the foster kids that I'm able to serve. I had a brief time in foster care after my father passed, I was in his care and my brother, one of my brothers and I spent a little time in the foster care system. Um, and, So with that, it was enough exposure for me to know that it wasn't something I wanted to experience or have someone else experience alone. Um, And so when I learned about a guardian ad litem program, I knew that I wanted to be the voice to help represent foster children. And so about um, two years ago, I joined our fifth judicial circuit, which um, serves five counties in our local area. And I help the foster children who've been, who've been sheltered, um, really communicate what their needs are Mm -hmm. and 
what their wants are, you know, what's going to be their best interests, what's going to help them thrive? Are they in an environment where they're thriving, where they're loved, where they're nurtured? And how can we how can we support that environment? Or is there where can we help make it such an environment Mm -hmm. if they're not in that kind of place right now? Yeah. So what does it do? I mean, you're giving so much to people about 100% of the time. You're a mom, you're a wife, you're a nurse practitioner, you're a guardian ad litem. What about Susan? What do you do (laughs) that helps you? Because I know all of this stuff fills your cup. I know it does. You just smile every time you talk about these things to me. But what do you do when you need a moment to recharge yourself? I breathe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I re- I'm really good when I am uh, disciplined about breathing. Um, structured breathing can really help you bring you into the moment. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Like in our networking group before our 30 second presentations, <laughs> I can do some structured breathing and realize that I can get through anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knows that you're doing it. And yeah. it's a great, great self care exercise. Um, we love to get out on the golf and go boating. Oh, fun. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you just boat or do you fish too? I fish as well. Do you? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, my husband Craig and I, we are with a baseball team here. Really? Yes. He's, he's head coach. Know. Yes. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So do you play? I, oh, no, no, no. Oh, Our no. son. <laughs> oh, 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 your son. Okay, <laughs> okay. Let me clarify <laughs> <No>. that. <Mm-mm. laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So so Craig coaches a little bit. Craig coaches okay. the Little League team. Okay. I'm I'm his assistant coach slash team mom, but we're also board members. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was like, I have to come and watch a game, Susan. <laughs> I uh, so one one thing that no that people don't know about me, I'm very clumsy. I had an unfortunate incident on a slip and slide where I did not slide. I oh. fell backwards. Oh no! So I am the kind of person that needs to stay away from physical activity. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't do very well. Everybody, I was 5'11", um, through most of my high school year. That's my height now. I grew very quickly and everybody always thought I should be in basketball or volleyball. And I'm like, have you seen me? I, I duck and run from those things <laughs> flying at my face. That doesn't work so well for me. <laughs> so <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, tell me a little bit about, um, when are you officially opening, like, should we say soft opening? Because we know how opening a business can go, right? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, September 26th. Okay. September 26th is when you're slated. And what does that look like um, for people signing up? Is there a website or what can they do to, to find out more about you? And, and To find out more, um, there is a website, www.marion.com dpc.com okay marion like our county mm-hmm. and um there's i what i hope is a wealth of information about what direct primary care means for somebody and what my version of direct primary care means with an emphasis on care yeah. <laughs> are you on social media or anything like that as well I do have a Facebook page, Marion DPC. Yeah. (laughs) I'm starting to get with that. I really need to amp up my socials. So anybody who can help out with that, I'm open. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
And let's see, what else do we want to know about you? I think we want to know a little bit more about what brought you to Ocala. I think we touched on that a little bit in the article, but what actually brought you to this area? My husband. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me your love story. How did you guys meet? Oh my gosh, we met. I was a cocktail waitress Mm -hmm. on a casino boat and... (laughs) He um, was going to take the boat out of Crystal River, and it wasn't sailing that day, so he drove down to Newport Ritchie, which was quite a a drive for him, and um, he sailed on my boat. He was a wonderful tipper, and of course, (laughs) the most handsome man I've ever seen, Um, and the shy me went out the window. I sat next to him, and we we chatted it up and we found um, at that point I was right before EMT school. He was a firefighter paramedic and we had so many things in common that we just, we've been inseparable since. And that was 21 years ago. Wow. Oh, how wonderful. So then, so then he was originally from here. Is that, or he's originally from Connecticut, Connecticut. He came down because his parents moved down here. Um, He's been with Marion County fire rescue for 26 years. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you've been together 21 years. And was it because of him that you became an EMT? Because when you met, you were a cocktail waitress. Well, I was, it was right before EMT school. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you already had that in common. Yes. I was already other. enrolled. Yeah. In, yeah. He, as much as I would love to give him credit, he was definitely <laughs> a mentor through EMT school. Yeah. But I had already decided that path. Okay. All right. Perfect. Well, Susan, I ask everybody this towards the end of a podcast. And if you don't have anything, that's all right. But I always want to double check. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I did not ask you? Just, you know what, be kind, people. <laughs> it, it really does make a difference. Um, you don't know what someone else is going through. And if you just take a minute to smile and before you go into your spiel, ask somebody, hi, you know, to say, hi, how are you? How's your day? And really mean it. Just take a moment to be present and be kind to people. It goes a long way. It does. And I think people should know this about you. You mentioned that you are shy and you are shy you're great one-to-one you do get a little shy but you find the courage every week to stand up in front of 60 plus people and do rhymes and rap and have fun and be the life of the party and I think your whole story is very brave Um, and I think it takes a lot um, to come from where you are and then to be such a wonderful kind-hearted person and to give so much back to the community so thank you so much Susan for that thank you and it was such a pleasure having you back on here and I can't wait to hear more about how your business is going and see that up and running for you I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Locala podcast. Once again, I'm Lisa Anderson, your host and publisher of Locala Magazine. I'd like to thank our sponsor one last time, Your Place Insurance, Title, and Mortgage. You can find them at www.yourplaceocala.com. We'll go ahead and link to Susan's website in the description as well. And if you want to read her original story in our magazine, you can visit www.localamag.com. We'll link directly to that article as well. And 
I hope that you all have a wonderful day and thank you once again for joining Locala where we focus on connections through stories. Thank you.